0: So we're now going to dive uh, deeper into the medical dimensions of the pandemic with Dr. Sohail Gandhi, president at the OMA, the Ontario Medical Association, whose mission is to advocate for and support doctors and strengthen the leadership role of physicians in caring for patients. Uh, it's extraordinary. Uh, you know, Dr. Gandhi brings some great perspectives from the vantage point of the OMA's 34,000 physicians on the front lines and what the OMA is doing to support physicians during these challenging times. Welcome, Dr. Gandhi. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I know uh, time is precious these days, uh, particularly with the work that you're doing. So thank you for for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's an honor. Um, you know, I was reflecting on what I was going to say at this talk because obviously I'm a physician. I'm not a business person or an investor. Although I like investors, I hope they treat me well. And what this crisis has really taught me is the truth in something that I think it was Benjamin Franklin who once said, he said necessity is the mother of invention. And when I look at how this COVID pandemic has treated uh, society and certainly has treated our healthcare field, we can see that there has been uh, some dramatic changes in how healthcare in particular has been developed. There've been dramatic changes in society and many people have done some very, very unique things, um, Partly because they've been forced into do it, because we've had to practice things like physical distancing, and partly because of a strong desire to, to help other people, uh, whether it's something like the Conquer COVID-19 group that is providing PPEs to uh, communities that are in need. From a physician's perspective, what's changed significantly is how I practice medicine. Uh, Right now with physical distancing, my delivery of virtual care to my patients has has increased dramatically. And, you know, probably about 80% of all visits I do now are either phone visits or video visits. And what this has taught me is that it is possible to do those in patients that you know quite well if they're your own patients, but it's very difficult to do in patients that are uh, not your own patients because I also work in an after hours clinic and I see patients virtually there and it's not the same as seeing your own patients. We do need to increase the level of virtual care. We were planning on doing this as uh, as a healthcare in particular. Uh, we look at groups that provide really high quality healthcare like Kaiser Permanente in the States and they provide 40% of their care virtually on a regular basis, right? Not during pandemic times. So this is something that we we're looking for, but we were forced into it by this pandemic because of the whole necessity is the mother of invention thing. And it also has brought home to me how the need for technologies going forward that enhance the ability to deliver virtual care are there. So there are companies now that are making uh, virtual stethoscopes, for example. I've seen this uh, online where a patient has their own stethoscope that Plugs in with a USB port of the computer. So when you do a virtual visit, you can actually hear the patient's lungs and heart, um, which you normally can't do, of course, over the phone. Uh, and those kind of technologies that help enhance the virtual visit. I think that there will be some uh, strong demand for that going forward. From the broader health system perspective at the OMA, it forced us to take a good hard look at how do we ensure that there are physicians available for areas that are in need. And so we did something that we would never have done uh, in the past, and that is we partnered with a company called BookChain. And BookChain is normally a kind of an Uber for For workers in the gig economy, but by modifying their software or getting them to modify it, we were able to create a list of physicians who are willing to go to different areas based on need. So um, if there was a hospital that signed up as a user, and we've got, I think, about 85 or 90 hospitals now on the service, they can actually plug in what their needs are and get a list of physicians who are willing to come in during various shifts, uh, which is something that we never would have done. We've talked a lot about PPEs and, of course, now the explanation that we're looking at is 3D printing of PPEs because we know 3D printers are out there. And we're exploring companies that will do uh, 3D N95 masks in particular. Those are probably the hardest things to print because they have a special filter on them. And the filter is very, very fine. And the 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 degree of separation is in the microns, like it's very tiny. So those filters are very hard to make. But again, it's the type of thing that we've been forced to explore because we've got a shortage of PPEs in the community. And we've done that from an organization perspective. In terms of looking forward, however, and certainly for this group, uh, I realize this sounds like I'm self-promoting a little here, but uh, my website is just an oldcountrydoctor.com. And if you look at the last article, what it talks about is there's a wonderful graph done by a fellow named Victor Sung. It's not my graph. And it shows the four different ways of this pandemic. And... From a healthcare perspective, in, in terms of trying to project what our needs are going to be six, nine, 12 months down the road, this graph shows very nicely the fact that we're in the acute stage of the pandemic, so we're seeing the peak of it now, but we also need to plan for the future as patients whose care has been delayed as a result of this pandemic, they're going to start to need care, and patients who's, who have chronic conditions who have really been delayed are going to suffer some consequences six or nine months down the road. And the need for technologies that can help them and enhance their lives now while in their stage is certainly quite acute. This uh, has made the OMA partner with uh, MyChart. Uh, MyChart is a uh, patient portal that's run out of Sunnybrook Hospital it's the largest patient portal in Canada right now and it is and this innovation has been driven by uh, more strongly in the past few weeks because of this, because now what it allows p- patients to do is have some more control over their health. Uh, patients who have chronic medical illnesses can log on and they can see their own values and they can message their doctors. And if the OMA can partner with them, as we we have, to enhance that portal so that people whose care is delayed can still get some medical advice and message back and forth and have control over it, that will be a wonderful thing going in the future. So. From the point of view of investing, I, I think it's important to recognize that, yes, we're already in this acute phase, and certainly people are looking for things like new ways of testing uh, for COVID-19, and new ways of developing masks, and new ways of developing PPs, all of which is good. But keep in mind that it takes time to develop these technologies, and so to develop So so to look at what will be successful in a healthcare field, you have to look at what's going to happen six to nine to 12 months down the road. And for that, that's where that graph that Dr. Sung has got on my uh, website is really helpful because it gives you an idea that, okay, we need to plan for this stage and we need to plan for that stage going forward.